Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Now, Matt, we read from Deuteronomy 1 through 6. And what do you highlight in our readings for this week? Well, thanks, Gary. Uh, The one thing that caught my attention is Moses forbidden to enter the promised land. That's what the heading says, at least in my Bible, at the end of chapter 3. So we have this part where Moses is really sort of pleading with the Lord, asking him to please enter into the promised land. Uh, But uh, as you might remember, God said no to him already. But but here it is in, in uh, chapter 3, verses 27 and 28. It says, um, go up to the top of Pisgah, all right, this mountain range. Lift up your eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward. Look at it with your eyes, but you shall not go over this Jordan, but charge Joshua and, his, and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over at the head of the people, and you shall put them in possession of the land that you shall see. So after all of these years, Gary, after the exodus out of Egypt, the crossing of the Red Sea, the 40 40 years in the wilderness, oh my goodness, uh, Moses desires to enter in the promised land to to, to see it, to experience it, and God says to him, no, uh, no, you can look at it, but you can't go in, and Joshua is going to be the man who leads them into the land of promise finally. So you can only imagine what Moses must have felt like. Yeah, uh, the disappointment. Oh, my goodness. Great disappointment. Exactly. So to kind of rewind a little bit, uh, just as a reminder of why is that? Why is it that Moses is not allowed to enter in the promised land? And it's because of something that Moses had done earlier uh, there in the wilderness. So I'm going to rewind a little bit here, Gary, back in the book of Numbers that we just read, uh, chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20, beginning with verse 7 there. And this is this is where they're in the wilderness. Uh, the people are grumbling yet again because there's no water, or at least they don't think there's any water. They think they're going to die, and they blame the Lord. And they start to blame Moses. It starts to get pretty personal with Moses. And so God gives Moses these special instructions, and he says to him this here in verse 7. God speaks to Moses saying, take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give them drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded it. All right. So God says, go to this rock and speak to it and tell it to to give you water. All right. Uh, It goes on though. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And Moses said to them, Here now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and all of their livestock as well. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given to them. These are the waters of Meribah. For the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, and through them he showed himself holy. All right, so so this you know, is, we we talked consequences last week. There's a consequence. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Right on, Gary. Here's a consequence, big time. Uh, God had instructed Moses to do what to the rock initially? Not strike it, right? Just speak to it. But Moses tries to do God one better, and he strikes the rock with the staff not once but twice. And then 
uh, it almost seems like Moses is taking credit for it and doing that. So, so I, as a result of this, yeah, consequence, like you said, can't enter the promised land. And I think sometimes I, I read this and I think, well, golly, God, um, that's pretty harsh. I mean, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. <laughs> I was thinking that, too, uh, uh, reading through these chapters, how harsh uh, these uh, consequences are uh, throughout this whole reading we've been doing uh, for the last few weeks. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, consequences, yeah, not just for Moses, but for the people in general. Uh, consequences when it comes to things like if you curse your parents or if you break the Sabbath regulations and you don't rest. Consequences big time. A lot of times the consequence is death even. And the people are called to be holy even as God is holy. It just seems like God is so demanding in this reading throughout the next few weeks, you know? Yeah, he is. He is demanding. And and I guess we could even say God is demanding of us when we read his Ten Commandments. That's, that's a tall order. Um, and yet, he provides the way for uh, our salvation, our rescue from those consequences in, in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, ultimately. Um, when, we, when we read this account with Moses, I, I think of um, his... You remember back in Egypt, he murders an Egyptian. <laughs> he kills a guy. It's terrible. And, and I just find that interesting that that's not the reason why he can't enter the promised land. No, the reason he can't enter is because of this rock episode. And I, I think, again, boy, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, at least on the surface. But but it is. It is. Um, you know, because as... It's- yeah, go ahead, is, Gary. It be, is it because he's um, having, like you said, he's putting it on him, like it's almost his doing, and um, is is that it? He's taking the eyes off of God? Exactly. Be- so, okay. you know, what he says to the congregation there, the Israelites, listen here, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? We bring, he's talking about himself and Aaron. So, yeah, I think that's one of the things is he's taking glory for this. They were grumbling against Moses and Moses wants to take a little bit of the credit this time for the water that's coming out. And is Moses the one that's bringing water out of a rock? No, it's the Lord. This is a miracle, right? And I think the other big thing is uh, he's not obeying God's word. God's word was clear. Speak to the rock. And Moses chose to disobey the word of the Lord and to strike the rock not once but twice. Uh, So didn't listen to God's word. Yeah, there's consequences, Gary. Yeah, We are all like that, not listening to the word of God. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, There is consequences. Now, is Moses forgiven in all this? I'd say, you bet. Moses is forgiven. Um, But uh, there's still consequences. Now, thankfully, this... The, the consequence for Moses is not to go in the promised land. That's bad enough. But thankfully, it's not that worst consequences of, of not going to the promised land of heaven, right? Um, no, he Moses is with the Lord. We see him on the Mount of Transfiguration later with Jesus even, right, in the New Testament. And it's the same for us too. When we disobey the Lord, there's going to be consequences in our lives, right? You know, if we're going to uh, murder someone, there's going to be a consequence. We're going to prison. <laughs> At least we should. Mm-hmm. But... We know that in Jesus Christ, that consequence that we do deserve, death, damnation, and hell itself, no, that's that's taken away. So before God, no, those consequences taken away in Jesus Christ. But kind of before our neighbor and here in this world, when we sin, no, there's consequences, no doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, a lot to learn from Moses in this example uh, about consequences and about the importance of obeying God's word that in chapter six, we're called to impress upon our children and meditate on day and night and uh, do so because it's important and ultimately because it reveals Jesus who's taking that consequence on himself 
uh, so that we don't face that consequence of death eternally. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? Sure, I'd be happy to, Gary. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for Moses' example, even if it's a bad example, sort of what not to do today. Uh, Lord, help us to obey your word. Uh, Help us to not seek our glory, but yours in all things. And Lord, when we sin and we face consequences, uh, help us to to bear those, uh, but also help us to rejoice in knowing that that greatest consequence of death and damnation that's been taken away through our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor Clark. You're very welcome, Gary. Next week, we're going to look at uh, Deuteronomy chapters 7 through 15. So if you're reading along at home, uh, chapters 7 through 15. Okay, thank you. Uh, we are the Messenger of Good News, KFUO Radio. Remember, our talk program is available as podcast, and that also includes these segments during the Midday Moments program. Uh, these segments available as podcasts as well, so if you want to hear them again, pass them along to your friends, please do so. You can visit KFUO.org for information on that, or you could just simply go to wherever you get your podcast and search out KFUO. We are the Messenger of Good news.